Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Compton Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And the gang is back, back, and back, back. Um, we are currently rolling right into spooky season. The weather was actually really nice today. It didn't rain too much. Um, we're heading right into fall. We hope you're having a good um, beginning of the last quarter of the year. Uh, wear your mask, your sunscreen, drink some water. Today we are going to be, well, I know I'm going to be annoying as fuck because we're talking about one of my favorite uh, animated movies. Today we're going to talk about The Prince of Egypt. Um, I know most of us have seen it. I think, Marion, this is your first time watching? Yes, it was my first time. Yes. For those of you who've probably never heard us do Deconstructing Disney before, let us preface our, um, I feel like we haven't done this in a long time, but our history with Disney or with musical movies. Um, Marion, you want to go first? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, your history with Disney movies or Pixar films oh. or anything like oh. that. Like, did you grow up on them or? Um, I grew up on Disney Channel mostly movies were really not besides like obviously um the really popular ones Mm -hmm. um disney really wasn't disney movies were not as important to me as a kid Mm, okay uh what about you nia um yeah disney all the animated films dreamworks pixar all of them i was like very much watching them as a kid um I just watched a lot of TV after school. So, yeah. And what about you, Corey? I was, like, very into, like, Disney Channel and then also Disney movies. Like, my grandparents definitely bought me, like, a bunch of, like, VHS tapes. I remember distinctly, like, watching them, like, over and over and over again until they broke. So, yeah, definitely a Disney kid. (laughs) Yes, I'm definitely a golden era Disney child. Um, we have, we had all the VHSs until our fucking pipes burst, but, uh, yeah. So I've seen most of the classics up until like, maybe until like the early mid two thousands. I've seen everything. Um, and this is one of my favorite movies, uh, because I love the music so much in it. And so today we're going to be talking about, why did I close the tab? Prince of Egypt. For those of you who don't know, The Prince of Egypt is a 1998 American animated musical drama film produced by DreamWorks Animation and released by DreamWorks Pictures. The first feature film for DreamWorks to be traditionally animated. Their second overall, it is an adaptation of the first 14 chapters of the Book of Exodus. I know, religion. We never do talk about that. (laughs) And follows the life of Moses from being a prince of Egypt to a prophet of the Lord, chosen by God to carry out his ultimate destiny of leading the Hebrews out of Egypt. The film was directed by Brenda Chapman, Steve Hickner, and Simon Wilms, um, with a screenplay written by Philip Lazibnik. Lazibnik. Sure. Uh, it features songs written by <laughs> Stephen Schwartz and a score composed by Hans Zimmer. I feel like we've seen his name before. Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, he the does voice... ev- everything. Oh, yeah. Basically, the vo- now the voice cast, the voice cast, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Moran, Stephen Martin, Martin Short. I said not every white person 
to ever grace a 90s television I like, screen. I know, I know every one of these people. Jeff Goldblum right. immediately popped out to me. I said, okay, I can't. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Jerry, I'll give you a small little history. We're not going to do a big deep dive because, you know, still fuck Disney. Fuck, uh, we support the strike. Um, yeah, also, but it's basically all. Oh, well, <laughs> put period. that in real quick. Period. <laughs> Period. I would low key my edit this episode before the last one we recorded so we can go out. Um, <laughs> fuck you very more. And the Abbott Elementary cast is fucking amazing. Um, wait, yes. wait. What? Why fuck you very more? <laughs> well, she's uh, started yeah, show again. She crossed the picket line. Yes, she, 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 she uh, was okay. Yes. And the Abbott Elementary crew just um, started a fund for people who were, you know, in the risk of losing their houses and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you who don't know anything about Hollywood history film, there was a time during Hollywood history, like in the 50s, where they made nothing but movies about God and Egypt and <laughs> all of this stuff. They were very, very obsessed with the shit. Um, Jerry Katzenberg, uh, who was an American uh, film producer, uh, he was co-founder and CEO of DreamWorks Animation from 1984. Well, he was known as, as tenure chairman of Walt Disney Studios from 1984 and 94. Um, but he frankly suggested an animated adaptation of the 1956 film The Ten Commandments, where white people are playing Pharaoh and God again. Um, he decided to put the idea into production after leaving Disney and co-founding DreamWorks Picture in 94. Um... So he employed, you know, Disney staff and all of that, and this grew into the big project that it is. The budget was seventy to one hundred million dollars. The box office was two point two hundred and eighteen point six million dollars. It was released on December sixteenth, nineteen ninety eight. I haven't taught all day, and now I can't talk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, very quickly, who has seen? prince of egypt and who has not i have seen it i've seen it several times several times (laughs) and i've seen it as well and marion you have i have not okay so um we're just gonna start with the plot line and we'll work our way through stopping everyone's and while talk about music so in ancient egypt the enslaved hebrew people pray to the god for deliverance Pharaoh Siti, fearing the growing numbers of Hebrews, could lead to rebellion, order a mass infanticide of all new Hebrew boys. Um, I'm gonna butcher the way you pronounce Moses' mama's name, but Yochavid and her children, Miriam and Aaron, rush to the Nile River, where she places her newborn baby son in the basket on the water, bidding him farewell with the final lullaby. Miriam, Miriam follows the basket as it flows to Seti's palace and witnesses her brother. Um, safely adopted by Seti's wife, Queen Tia, who names him Moses. Before leaving, Miriam prays that Moses will return to free the Hebrews. Now, you want to talk about a banging of an opener song? Yes. Is there infant side going on in the background? Sure. Um, it's unfortunately very familiar deja vu because you know humans can never think of anything new. The feeding the babies to the crocodiles. I don't think I actually. I always knew that was terrifying. I don't think I realized the similarities to chattel slavery until now. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, 
Um, here they have a quote unquote reason because the Hebrews were getting numerous in America, and I'm probably gonna go back and forth between making comparisons like this because I just I can't unnotice it now that I'm 28. But I still love Deliver Us. It's literally one of my I think it's one of it's like my top favorite song from the track. Um, Deliver Us and the the Hush Now My Baby Lullaby. It is so iconic and it's such a great way to open up this movie. I loved it. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, literally all the music in this movie is amazing. So, like, the fact yes. that it started off on such a high. Um, yes. Not for me. Music <laughs> <laughs> is good, but I don't like musicals. So, like, it's nothing was terrible, but I was definitely skipping through it. Oh, oh wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Right. And then, oh. and for me, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yes. Like the music that they, I really, one thing about this movie that I love is the animation more than anything. Yes. Cause it's, I do love the animation. It's just amazing. Yes. This might be controversial. The best looking Western animated film of the nineties, mm-hmm. um, made in America. Cause I'm not con anime. Cause that's a whole other level, but like in terms of American animation, this might be the best looking film. Mm. Oh, I like the style. I like the fact that the characters look human and emote. I feel like we don't get a lot of emotion in the faces of characters like we used to. So I like that. Um, so, continuing with the plot, years later, Modus and his adoptive brother Ramses, heir to the throne of Egypt, are scolded by Seti for accidentally destroying a temple. You know, chasing, you know, riding chariots through the streets of ancient Egypt. It's probably not a good fucking idea, but I was like, boys will be bo-. I said, when they broke the nose off the statue, I said, I would have whooped their asses. What are you doing <laughs> with a chariot on, like, a, a construction thing? I would have been upset. Um, after Moses suggested Ramesses be given the opportunity to prove his responsibility, said he named him Prince Regent, High Priest Hotep, and Hui offered Ramesses a beautiful but rebellious young man Medianite, 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 woman Z- uh, Zephora. Moses humiliates Zephora by letting her fall into a pond after she refuses to submit, appeasing the crowd but disappointing his mother Tuya. Ramesses gives Zephora to Moses and appoints him world chief architect. Um, this was, I love the character design for Zephora. She's always been so pretty to me. And, yeah. I didn't realize Tuya being upset with Moses about her humiliating him, and then Tuya also being like, <laughs> we'll get to that part in a second, because that truly pissed me off. When she looks at him in his face and says, even though you remember your past, now simply forget it. I said, bitch, you have my people enslaved and changed <laughs> outside. <laughs> like, not even far away outside. They're like, literally outside. <laughs> next door building statues and shit so um later that night moses falls follows zipporah as she escapes from the palace choosing not to stop her he runs into the now adult miriam and aram who he doesn't recognize he disbelieves their claims and because of course miriam is like you're our brother and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and my favorite line why don't you go ask the man i used to call father that was when i was 11 that line was so powerful i was like god damn 
Um, he believes their claims and almost has them arrested until Miriam sings her mother's lullaby, triggering Moses' memories. He flees in denial, but learns the truth of Seti's genocide from a nightmare. Um, then from Seti himself, who disturbs Moses by claiming that the Hebrews were, oh, they're only slaves. When you have a entire wall depicting how you committed empathy. Um, yeah, sure. The next day, Moses tries to stop an Egyptian slave driver from flogging an elderly Hebrew slave, accidentally pushing the slave driver to his death. Horrified and ashamed, Moses flees into the desert in exile, despite Ramesses pleas that he stays. Yeah, that was a sad little bit. I was like, um, I also realized that I do like the heroes, like, I don't belong songs, because, yeah. um, I love Hercules's, what is the name of that song? I've often dreamed of a far up place. I love that song, and I love this song, which is Oh, called... Go the Distance? Go the Distance, yes. Go the Distance, and this is, what is this one? All I Ever Wanted. I was like, not them feeling out of place, and they singing, <laughs> they're singing about their out of placement, um... <laughs> But when Tuya, when he was sitting at that water, and he was like, is this where you found me? And she grabs his face and is just like, simply forget about everything. I'm like, if you don't, <laughs> that really, that, that I don't know why that triggered me more than Seti being like, they were just slaves. I think it's because Tuya, I thought she was showing a human side to herself when she was disappointed in him embarrassing Zipporah in front of the crowd so I'm like okay maybe she doesn't agree with everything her pharaoh husband does but then that was like you cannot expect this man to then learn that he is Hebrew and then learn that you the reason he's here in the first place that his mother was trying to save him being by crocodiles <laughs> you can't expect that man to be okay um so Moses flees off to the desert after arriving at an oasis, Moses defends three girls from brigadins, only to realize their older sister is Zipporah. Moses is welcomed by Jethro, Zipporah's father and the high priest of Midian, who helps Moses gain a more positive outlook on life. Moses becomes a shepherd, falls in love with Zipporah, marries her, and grows adjusted to life in Midian. Moses discovers a burning bush, through which God tells him to return to Egypt and free the Hebrews. God bestows Moses' shepherding staff with his power and promises that he will tell Moses what to say. When Moses tells Zipporah of his task, she decides to join him. Um, this is my second favorite song. I love Through Heaven's Eyes. I sing it all the time. Um, it is an amazing song, and I like... I feel like the animation during the scenes where we really get a lot of the good, just like essence of the animation, I guess. But yes, I love the song. This is like my second favorite song. Period. What would you guys do if you went <laughs> to a cave and saw a burning bush with cold fire? I would walk away and act like I never saw it because <laughs> I don't want that kind of responsibility right. I am not their strongest soldier so I'm going to get out of here yeah. <laughs> Same. I will not be the chosen Probably. one <laughs> yes what did you say Nia? oh no I was just gonna <clears throat> excuse me say the same thing that I would just turn around and walk outside and pretend like I never saw anything especially if the shit is burning 
and the fire is cold. Mm, I'm not that curious enough to stay. <laughs> I'd be like, um, I think you got the wrong one. Um, bye. I <laughs> just run as fast <laughs> as possible. Which is what Moses said, but then God is like, no, you right. will do my bidding. Right. Yeah, I want you to go bring a plague onto a city and watch your nephew die. That's great. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Moses and Zipporah go back to Egypt to free the Hebrews. Arriving in Egypt, Moses is happily greeted by Ramesses, who is now Pharaoh with a wife and a son. Um, Moses demands the Hebrews release and transform his snaps into a snake to demonstrate God's power. Hotep and Hui deceptively retreat this transformation, recreate this transformation, only to have their snakes eaten by Moses's, which nobody flinched at. <laughs> which nobody was just like, they still were like, we have the power. I'm sorry, but your snake's lost. <laughs> what does that mean? I was like, a staff oh. turned into a snake, y'all. What does this happen every day here? What is going on? Um, not wanting to have his action cause the empire's collapse and feeling betrayed by Moses, Ramesses denies Moses' demands and doubles the Hebrews' workload. Um, the the raw song is it the beat in that song hits, but I was just like once again the y'all aren't reacting enough to Moses's powers for me. <laughs> um, and I just always I always think it's interesting because I feel like that's always a fight among men is like humans in general is multi god system versus a one god system, mm-hmm. and so it's always interesting to see how that's depicted throughout history. Um, yeah, Ramesses is being a petty ass bitch when he's like, tell your people their workload is double. I was like, you daddy issue having motherfucker. <laughs> now, if you would have just listened, then maybe we wouldn't have to go through locusts and frogs. I know the frogs shipped you out. I'm so sorry. I completely I, I forgot. I I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I see a frog, I just think of Mary. <laughs> Here's my thing if they're animated really, really like, animated like the princess and the frog that's fine why did we need the noises (laughs) (laughs) so many of them oh my god (sighs) okay so the hebrews including aaron blame moses for their increased workload discouraging moses however miriam inspired moses to persevere moses's cast the first of the 10 plagues of egypt i didn't know there was 10 there was 10 bitch why did i don't think there were three the plagues the lotus and like the storms there was 10 of them bitches wow um by changing the waters of the nile and the, oh yeah the blood okay by ramesses um remains unmoved god inflicts eight more plagues on egypt including frogs boils hailfire and still ramesses refuses to relent Vowing never to release the Hebrews, disheartened, Moses prepares the Hebrews for the tenth plague, instructing them to sacrifice a lamb, mark their doorpost with its blood. That night, the final plague kills all the firstborn children of Egypt, including Ramesses' young son, while passing over the Hebrews' marked homes. Grief-stricken Ramesses gives the Hebrews permission to leave. He gave them permission to leave? I thought they just left. Okay. No, I thought they just left. They just left, right? After leaving the palace, Moses collapses in anguish and remorse. 
Of course he fucking does. Um, this is when I was like, your God is a petty God. God damn. An eye for an eye? <laughs> he really said, oh, so she wanted to kill all them babies. I'm going to take all your firstborn. That right there, I would have, after, after the blood in the water, the blood in the water, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. That doesn't seem dangerous. After the locusts and bread turning into bugs, I would have been, you know, we can have a discussion about this because I don't have the patience. It's really the boils for me. I'm like, <laughs> boils in the desert? Oh, no. <laughs> My skin's itchy. Oh. But, you know, it also made me think about how many kingdoms fell to their demise because the goddamn man was so stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um because it would have been nothing to release them. You can find other workers. I'm sure you have a lower class somewhere. It's really not that hard. It's not about your pride. And now your son is dead. Who didn't deserve that? Like, <laughs> at this point, when Ramesses was ready to fuck up Moses, I would have been ready too. Because what? <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, don't enslave an entire group of people because racism. I don't. It's, ugh, anyway. Um, the following morning, Moses, Miriam, Aaron, and Zipporah lead the Hebrews out of Egypt. Once at the Red Sea, a vengeful Ramesses pursues them with his army. It hits on killing them, however, a pillar of fire blocks the army's way while Moses uses his staff to part the sea. The Hebrews cross the open sea bottom. The fire vanishes and the armies give chase, but the sea closes over the, and drowns the Egyptian soldiers, spearing Ramesses alone. Moses mournfully bids Ramesses a farewell and leads the Hebrews to Mount Sinai, Sinai where he receives the Ten Commandments. Um, period. Period. Um, y'all were dumb <laughs> as fuck to think that the sea was going to stay up for you. Um, <laughs> but it also reminded me of the thing that Corey says where I'm just like, who we were talking about? I don't know what we were talking about. Um, we were talking about ancestors and how people always say that if ghosts were real, then no white people would be, you know, have peace. Alive, yeah. <laughs> and you were just like, well, who's to say their ancestors aren't working for them? And I was just like, okay, so if they're, if the Egyptians, gods or whatever, were able to stop the red fire, they must have had the belief that the sea would stay up for them. Me, on the other hand, you couldn't pay me, promise me a new life, and get me to walk in between water. I ju- the ocean bitch and then lightning yeah. is coming down and you see whales behind that shit once again I'm not I'm one like, of the chosen one obviously <laughs> I literally cannot swim either so like, I'll probably have a panic attack <laughs> trying to walk yeah. through that it's me in the back of the line yo Moses you you you, re- you sure about this like like can I can I stand next to you actually can I get be moved to the front and just because how long were they walking for? Like, to me, the the Red Sea... How... The Red Sea. How big is the Red Sea? <laughs> I was really... Okay, the Red Sea's not huge. Second. Okay. That makes it's like sense. in between... It's like a lake in yeah. between Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Sudan. I forgot that, that was, that's what they were going through. Originally, I thought it was yeah. just the ocean. And I said... Like the Atlantic? No. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. They crossed that shit in 10 minutes. <laughs> No, yeah, no. The Red Sea is like it's not. How I wonder how wide the Red Sea is. Do we have stats about that? How wide is the Red Sea? With two hundred and twenty-one miles, that's still a lot. They were trucking. 
they were tracking. They were listen. They walked that far. Oh, for real. <laughs> Might for as real. well keep going. <laughs> um. But yes. Uh. Wait. But where? Wait a second. Did they cross the width or the length? Cause where the fuck is Israel now? <laughs> is right. That is getting <laughs> extremely, extremely geographical with this. I just need to know. <laughs> Either way, you couldn't pay me to walk through. Israel. Oh. oh okay. They crossed the smallest part of it. Because mm-hmm. Israel is... Yeah. The smallest part where Cairo is, is... Yeah, okay. So they didn't... At its widest, they didn't cross that. They crossed the smallest part of it. To Israel. Okay. Israel. Okay, Israel. That's well, the name I looked up and... Somebody on... Kiora is saying it took him nine hours to cross. Like they did the calculations from reading the Bible passage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period. Um, that's at least feasible. Um. Anyway, before this, before they crossed the Red Sea, the most iconic song "When You Believe" comes on, and I truly love it. The Hebrew lyrics in it. Um, it's it's. I think that's my third favorite. Oh, well, no, it's like probably my fourth favorite song. But, you know, they cross, they get the Ten Commandments, and, you know, that's the end of the movie because this was supposed to be a family movie. We couldn't get into all of the nitty-gritty autocracies. Yeah. There's too much going on. <laughs> autocracies that was happening. But um, that was the Prince of Egypt. I, I know you don't like musicals, Marion, but how did we feel about it? I was bored. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, it is definitely not the uh, movie for me necessarily. I was just glad it was short. I mean, I finished it and I said, okay. And I definitely did skip through every song. The first song I let you skip through the play. I sat, I sat there. I sat there for the first couple they were singing through the play. I said, said, Skip, 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 skip. Okay, let me hear him sing a little bit. Oh, he's cool. Okay, nice. Skip, 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 skip. I could not. I could not make my Mary. You didn't hear? <laughs> I send my scourge. I send my sword. Let my people go. <laughs> I, got, I said, I heard him say, go. And I said, cool. Skip. I sent my sword. Let my people go. I, just, I could not get into it. Man, oh wow. wow. This is like almost as bad as when I said I didn't like the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that betrayal. Because when you said that in the car the first time, I was like, the children are lost. The children are. <laughs> We're losing recipes. <laughs> Honestly. Because I think like every Marin? other Disney movie that every musical, the older ones that I do like, there's a lot of nostalgia in that that's making me like it. But like, I just listen. Would I ever sit there and listen to a Disney soundtrack playlist? No, I would never do that. Disney Channel, I do all the time. I just wait, 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 Mary, Mary, let's let's time out. Listen, what was I doing two days ago? Listening to High School Musical three soundtrack. Would I listen to the Lion King soundtrack? No, I would not. However, it is a good. Oh my god! What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you actually saying? Well, well, well. 
it's in a good movie, yes, but I cannot sit there. It's I'm a, not I'm even not... talking about. No, 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 no. My blasphemy is not with the Prince of Egypt. My <laughs> blasphemy is saying that she wouldn't listen to Disney movie soundtrack. I would. I would not, no. Like what? I would do it for like a nostalgia feel. You want to go to a hey, it's a Disney soundtrack party. Sure. I'm not doing it in my house. See, though. I <laughs> regularly listen to the Mulan soundtrack. I can't. Like, right. No. Not not a I can't I just like Make a man out of you. That's like in my Spotify wrapped. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be not in my The Lion King 2? Deception. You are missing. <laughs> like some of the best Disney music. And you know what? I get it. You grew up on Disney TV, but you can't be like, all of Disney music is bad. It's not. It's, it's it- not bad. It's not bad at all. I just, it is musical. Like that music is just not for me. Because none of the music in this was bad. I just. But high school musical is. Listen, Listen, yes. I love a good to be fair, <laughs> Bet on it is a song. Bet on it is a song. But like, it's not this. It, I don't understand the difference. It's still a musical song. Well, it's it's because musical there are a lot more. Music. All the songs, all the high school musical songs are more poppy. Like they're like pop, they're essentially just pop songs put into where these are like telling a story. I'm not really, I'm not really there for that. I guess I don't know. It's just a lot more dramatic than what I want to listen to. I guess. <laughs> and Troy Bolton singing in a hallway that was turning upside down is not dramatic. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I will. We will agree to disagree on that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Nia, please give us the rundown about our your love for Miracles by Mariah Whitney because that was a cultural reset. Oh, yeah. I didn't really write anything down. I just kind of, like, briefly (laughs) pulled up the soundtrack. Um, Like, the soundtrack, like, incredible, life-changing. It's the only soundtrack in the history of the world to ever get the Whitney Houston and the Mariah Carey to get on a song together and sing together. It's their only song. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what else to say. That's, like, 20 out of 10. Um, And then the soundtrack is kind of crazy because they were like, how do we give how do we put country singers and gospel singers on the same soundtrack? And I'm like, what is, what is, what is boys to men doing on the same song as like all these white people I've never heard of. And then it's like Shirley Caesar and it's like, Whoa, what's happening here? Um, BB and Cece. I'm like, Oh wow. This is like, it, it gives, I don't know how to put it. Like we are the world very like they wanted to find like all the singers they could find and put them on the soundtrack and like Casey and Jojo. I was like, what? This is blackity black, black, black. Um, yeah. I really like the soundtrack. My favorite song on the album besides when you believe obviously is I will get their boys to men's version. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I feel like the soundtrack is something so of its time that could never happen again. Cause it's like an album full of just people who sing like not people who can kind of sing with a little auto tune and pitch correction. No, these people sing y'all. Um, if you like gospel music or if you like religious or whatever music or R and B, cause a lot of these are R and B adjacent. You will like this album just as like a album. Marin, you might want to try the like non musical versions of the same song. So like mm-hmm. Casey and Jojo did a version of he- through heaven's eyes. That's like more R and B. Um, Mariah and Whitney's version of When You Believe is not like the movie version. Mm-hmm. Um, and Voice to Men's acapella version of I Will Get There is just R&B acoustic 
a palcapella. So you might like those more. And Humanity is just like a giant pop arm. Uh, it's a giant gospel song with like a, a choir and all that stuff. So you might like those more because they're just like less musical um, songs. They're just more like regular would be on a movie soundtrack songs. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like Prince of Egypt musical wise for me is like in top five. Is it one of my favorite movies? No, because the content of the movie is just something that I'm truly not interested in. <laughs> but um But yeah, I enjoyed it. I actually really I was really happy to actually rewatch this. I was singing along the entire time and it just makes me really wish that disney would get their shit together so we could continue on the series because i can't wait to we because we just did little mermaid so that means we're like on the cusp of all the good stuff hercules and lion king and mulan and i just i need disney to stop being evil (laughs) stop being evil but i give the prince of egypt like an eight out of ten I think it still stands the test of time. Yeah, I would give it the same. I really like like this movie a lot. I mean, so yeah, definitely 8 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10 for me. Music was great. This is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I would do the same. I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. Um, I really think this movie is like stunning to look at. Um, I think the music is incredible. And I just feel like it's one of the better like religious movies period because listen i'm not about to watch those 1960s three hour long mm-hmm. white people dressed up as as oh like passion God. of the christ <laughs> right i will you can't pay me to watch those movies so this I'm is like so a wonderful alternative watch those i'm so glad we never watched those in film school i would have cussed my professor from here to, to, to the barrage oh yeah they all these white people playing jesus Jesus was okay. We're not going to get into that conversation and get canceled and put off of Podbean by going on a religious rant. But no, like all those 1950s, 60s movies, pretend like they don't exist and just watch this one. Yes. Um, I feel like this is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'd probably give it a five out of 10. It's not. It's not a terrible movie, so I'm not going to give it below a five. But once again, Mm -hmm. I didn't really enjoy it. So. Uh huh. Anything else that's good for me? Yeah, I feel like um, this is, I feel like this is one of those religious movies where you can, the religion isn't like forcing you or in your face. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would not mind kids watching this because it's not like, your religion is wrong. It's just like, these are two religions, two societies, two groups of people that have been opposed to each other. And so I feel like it's much more palpable than most things with religious content involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It's probably shorter than most, just because the Prince of Egypt, like I said, the plot is very straightforward. It's literally just a retelling of the Book of Exodus, but the music is so good that we had to come on here and be annoying about it and crucify Mirren for her taste in Disney playlists. Um, but we'll be back next week um, with another episode and we hope you guys enjoyed you can always find us on twitter at commented or tiktok at commented podcast until next time I'm Tori I'm Marin. I'm Nia 
And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.